Week five in the books, Monday night football, a wild one. The Chiefs over the Raiders 30-29. We'll get into the specifics of this game, some of the bizarre stat lines, and then a bizarre scene post-game with Devontae Adams now, potentially a suspension looming for the star wide receiver for the Raiders. And now that Matt Rule has been fired, which coaches are on the hot seat? Who could be next in this NFL season in 2022? All that more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Where we start, Matt, is Monday Night Football. The Kansas City Chiefs squeak by the Las Vegas Raiders 30 to 20. Nine, the game ended on a, what was it, a fourth and one, and Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro are, are running into each other. I don't know what the route yeah. combination was supposed to be. It seemed like nobody really knew what it was. Devontae Adams was asked after the game. Uh, he didn't quite have a good answer for what happened there. Um, but the big takeaway for me watching this game was just the the kind of crazy stat lines for some of the players in this game. Devontae like Adams. Kelsey. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. A lot more on Devontae Adams later, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Might get a little hot water. It's just a bad situation after the game. But as far as the actual game goes here, Devontae Adams, three catches for 124, averaging 41.3, two touchdowns on his three receptions, targeted seven times. When they did hit him, it was a big play. And uh, two touchdowns on those three receptions. And then on the other side, Travis Kelsey, he had eight targets, caught seven of them. Four of those seven catches were for touchdowns. Two of them were one-yarders. He only averaged 3.6 yards per catch on seven catches and had four <laughs> touchdowns. Unbelievable. I mean, Kelsey speaks for himself. I mean, like from a fantasy perspective, he just does it every week. I think he's starting to push things such as, is this the best tight end ever? I mean, I think he's starting to creep into those conversations, you know, or him versus Gonzalez as Chiefs tight end ever. I thought he might drop off this year. He hasn't. Um, I know his stat line besides the tight end, or besides the touchdowns aren't overwhelming, but clearly he's the straw that serves the drink. Um, Adams, though, man, I, I give McDaniel, Josh McDaniel credit. Daniel credit. I mean, fourth and one in your own end, and you throw a 58-yard bomb to your stud receiver. You know what I mean? Just set the tone for the game. Yeah. And then the other stat line I want to throw out there, too, is 154 yards by Josh Jacobs. I mean, in a contract year, he is killing it this year. And I couldn't believe that other coaching staffs for the Raiders didn't use him more as a receiver. I mean, they're actually throwing him the ball this year. He's running it extremely well. How about this crazy stat? Going into this season, Jacobs in his career had one catch on third downs. Like, that's crazy. I mean, he's not that McCaffrey, was, but, I mean, he's a good that receiver. That was report coming out of school. Like, right, he was a good receiver. He can play on third downs. He's a good receiver, and he was never really used that way. And I thought maybe he just was not that good of a receiver after all, but no, it was the way he was utilized, which yeah. seems bizarre. And he was the offense for the Raiders in this game, uh, besides those 
few Devontae Adams receptions. He had five K. He led the team in catches with five with 39 yards there. And then, you know, the 21 carries for 154 yards, averaging over seven yards per carry there with the score. Had a, had a, a couple long ones, too. It's like uh, it's really it's really weird to see his usage change with the new coaching staff. And Overdue. interesting to see McDaniels. It looked like, oh, no, this is this the New England Patriots sort of committee backfield approach to start the year. And that's gone away. It's like, okay, Josh Jacobs is the guy for McDaniels and the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, maybe they franchise him after the year or whatever, but he is, they did not pick up his fifth year option. And it looks like he's taking it personally. Uh, injuries have been an issue for his career, but I always thought he was an underrated player. Um, I thought both quarterbacks played fine, not superb, but I really came away from this game going, boy, the Raiders are a pretty darn good one and four team. <laughs> they are and and we kind of knew when they were 0 and 3 it was like this the Raiders aren't going to stay oh you know yeah yeah they're going to win some games um you know and it, they're in just a tough hole right now and it's really bad cuz this is one of those you need with the team that's in first place in your division it's going to be a dogfight in the AFC West all year long so many teams ahead of them in the AFC if they want to try to make the playoffs a 2 and 3 team right now for the Raiders is just vastly different with the win in the division versus a in 1 Kansas 4 City. team now in Kansas yeah, City right. yeah they so much home again so a, a really rough loss, and you could see why, you know, players like Devontae Adams were really frustrated after the game. <clears throat> Which brings us to the big story, obviously. And, and yeah, do you want to explain it a little bit? Yeah, um, so for those who didn't see it, you could probably find a, a clip of it after the game. Uh, and you know what it's like, kind of chaotic after games, people running everywhere, and Devontae Adams is heading into the tunnel, leaving the field, and somebody, it looked like they're maybe a cameraman or carrying a boom mic or something like that, is just kind of scurrying in a, in a direction, kind of flashes in front of Devontae Adams trying to get somewhere right before he's he's walking into the tunnel, and he just pushes him down. He's just like, as if it was a, uh, you know, someone um that he was blocking during yeah, the game. Right, right, right. You know, clearly frustration there, but he's been in this situation before you know what it's like on the the sideline of a game there's people like this guy's just trying to do his job and go somewhere and and Devontae Adams knocks him over doesn't try to pick him up either he just walks right by him and he addressed it immediately after the game and, and he wasn't even asked the question he was asked a different question at his locker and he actually said no I want to first I want to apologize to the guy I knocked over and he kind of talked about what what happened there but it was a really bad look and um you could see why the frustration was there and and it's understandable he's human, you know, make mistakes, but it's a bad look. And now there's like legalities to it because the man that was knocked over apparently uh, has claimed that he's got some injuries. He's filed a police report against Devontae Adams and now the league looking into it and there could be a suspension for Devontae Adams. Yeah, I mean, to his credit, and maybe this will help his case, you know, he got in front of it. He's the first thing he said to people when he got to his locker, as you mentioned. Um, I hope the man's okay, obviously. I don't think he's anything too, super serious by the looks of things. Who knows? Um, but I do think Adams will get at least a game for this. I mean, you can't let that slide if you're the league. But I'll be honest, and by no means am I saying it's okay, obviously, folks. But I'm just shocked it doesn't happen more. Or, you know. More just accidental ones where you don't even yeah. see person kind of bump into them. And these are big, strong football players. And maybe you don't even realize you think it's a little tiny bump. That can uh, the the layperson gets laid out from that. Yeah, that too. And yeah. there certainly are some media people, a lot of non-players that are a little aggressive in these situations too. I mean, they, they want to be first in line. They st shove a microphone in your face. And that, that's not what this guy was doing. But I am shocked there aren't more instances over history of 
shrug them away. I'm not saying push them down or anything, but just get out of my face. You know, I'm right. pissed or, off. You, I just maybe, maybe, you know, if someone flashes in front of you, you're not paying attention. You don't know who that is. You know, maybe it's a crazy fan who just ran yeah. the field to attack you or something, you know. And so the, the, it is a, a weird situation there on the sideline. It is. Um, and I know last week we saw Bobby Wagner with when, when some oh, right. protester ran on the field, tackled him, and, and that protester was trying to file charges too. I think two very different situations oh. there. Uh, clearly, but um, yeah, I'd be surprised if Devontae Adams something doesn't uh, come down, whether it's fine or suspension for him. Yeah, and side note, they were without Waller in this game too. I mean, he dressed, right. he played, and then I don't think he played more than a series. I'm not sure when he yeah, went out. Somewhere right in that first series, might even been a first play of the game. I think uh, he left. It was super early. Yeah, there was also another phantom um, roughing the passer call too. Another one. You got to stop the over officiating. That, that's yeah. one of the difficult things, and I know you're trying to protect players, but it's got to be egregious and so obvious. It can't be where oh. The rule says if there's this little extra thing, you got to call it. It's like, no, no. Is it something that's clear and obvious? You throw the flag. If not, you can't. We can't start having this. There's already it's already over officiated. That's really the problem with officiating. I think this day and age in the NFL is you're asking officials to do too much. You've got to mm -hmm. simplify the rule book, not add more to it. It's got to be egregious. And I think you got to let guys play on offensive and defensive pass interference and those kind of things, too. And um so it's a bit yeah, of a that, problem, yeah. You gotta be able to you gotta be able to sack a quarterback. Right. I mean, this is a tough physical game and it always will be, and I think people need to accept that first and foremost. I mean, I'm all for player safety too, but I mean th those are game changing plays. Right. Absolutely. Okay, next, uh, Odell Beckham. Could he be making a comeback to the Los Angeles Rams? And what other NFL coaches, now that Matt Rule has been fired, are on the hot seat? And do the Carolina Panthers have a specific plan in place for their next head coach that's currently in a broadcast booth? We'll get to all of that next, but I'll let the folks out there know about Tommy John. Tommy John has some of the most comfortable underwear I have ever put on my hindquarters uh, fall is chaos in your pants you're overheating one second and freezing the next to be ready for anything you need underwear that can handle everything it's time for tommy john underwear and tommy john sent me uh you know some tops some bottoms the second skin underwear i i'm i'm blown away like i don't know <laughs> why they don't they haven't been making Whatever fabric they're using for this, why isn't this what all clothes have been made out of for ever? Like I, 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 was, <laughs> I was, I was genuinely surprised when I put them on. I was like, "This is literally the most comfortable underwear I've ever put on." And now I got to go back to Tommy John and, and buy myself some more because one is is not going to do it for me. In Tommy John underwear, you're that much more comfortable, so you can do everything better. Whatever problem you might have. Uh, with your underwear, maybe they're not quite breathable enough for you. Maybe they don't support you enough. Maybe, uh, you know, everything's kind of loose in there. Um, maybe it's too tight and, and you still feel right. Whatever it is, if you're, you're active or if you're just lounging, Tommy John's breathable lightweight fabric has four times the stretch of competing brands. They come with no wedge guarantee a no wedgie guarantee which is which is key for a lot of folks out there and thanks to a non-rolling waistband and legs that never ride up plus they feature a horizontal quick draw fly and a hammock pouch support stops the awkward swing and flap as they call it uh giving everyone something to be grateful for so go to tommyjohn.com slash locked on right now and you can get 
It's a great deal. 20% off your first order. 20% off at TommyJohn.com slash locked on. That's TommyJohn.com slash locked on. See site for details. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Make sure you check out NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL. Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday Night Football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts bet online. Follow NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Odell Beckham, uh, I think it's probably pl- pretty clear that there's some teams out there that could use Odell. Looking at the Green Bay Packers, and there's been a little bit of whispers that that maybe Odell and the Packers could be a marriage, and I could see that absolutely working. Aaron Rodgers still not finding that go-to player now that Devontae Adams is gone. Thought it'd be Alan Lazard. He's not really doing it. They're going back to Randall Cobb heavy last week. I don't know if that's the, the ideal plan for the Green Bay Packers, but I think the most likely scenario – and uh, that's what some of the reports are saying on Tuesday is that uh, a reunion with the Los Angeles Rams and that Super Bowl run could be um, what could help and ignite that Rams offense. Because clearly Allen Robinson's not really getting it done. But Matt, I don't know if Odell Beckham can play left tackle because I think the offensive line is a bigger problem for the Rams than than even wide receiver. That's what I was going to say. I mean, linemen are such a shortage in this league. If you can play at all, you're already on a team. Uh, the Rams don't have a lot of resources past the season to rebuild that offensive line. I'm worried the checks are coming due on this team. But, hey, it's worth it. you got a Super Bowl. I mean, no matter what happens after this, it's all worth it. Um, Odell would be a great addition. Uh, assuming he's close to the guy we saw last year, I thought he was phenomenal last year, to be very honest with you. I mean, uh, it, it, it didn't get enough pub because Cup was the one. But I'm, I'm not saying he was Odell of 2000, you know, eight years ago or whatever, but he was a really good player, much better than the version of Allen Robinson we're seeing now. I heard this this morning, but I haven't confirmed it, but it certainly makes sense that the duo of Cup and Higby have the the the, the combined highest target share of any two receivers on any two teams in the league, and that makes all the sense in the world, and Cup deserves it, and Cup is an amazing player. I can't believe that he gets open the way he does. But Higby, with all due respect, he should be the fourth target. I mean, Odell should be two, Robinson should be three, Higby should be four, not, you know, nearing Cupland in terms right. of... Or even five behind Cam Akers or Right, something. right. Yeah. So it would make sense. I mean, they, they could certainly use the, the the jump start, the kick in the pants. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty worried about the Rams. Aaron Rodgers was asked about it. He said no need to comment until... Beckham's healthy and and remember that was a late as late season an injury as you can have so it's yeah. still um I think it's the a mid-November return is is what is the target for Odell Beckham so it's still going to be a little while he's not going to help you you're looking more for a, a playoff receiver right, than right. you are to get you into the playoffs receiver I guess you know late season mid-November he can help you out the last uh you know month and a half before you get into the playoffs but you know how how good is he going to be right out of the gate? So that's it's definitely not something that's going to help teams right away. Here's another quick name I've seen on the rumor mill. Now that the Carolina Panthers are doing things, do they go to a yeah. complete rebuild and maybe dangle someone like DJ Moore on the trademark? And you would think McCaffrey would be in that that mold as well. I think I, McCaffrey, because um, I know there, there's been a lot of questions for me on Locked On 49ers about McCaffrey. I think his contract's still in a situation where it's like just $25 million in dead lot, money. Yeah. They, I think next Post June 1st is the, I think that's the only, the first time they can actually get 
away from that unless they're just willing to eat all of the dead money this mm-hmm. year. But I don't know if a team would want to take on whatever else is is left for that. So I think the McCaffrey one's just a little bit harder because most teams don't want to pay that much for a running back, and it would be such a cap hit for the Panthers. I think yeah. he's a post-June 1st cut at earliest. But if a team could come calling and they could make that work, I, I, that would be a, an ideal addition at running back for some teams. Here's two teams for that one that I think I might overpay either draft pick wise or uh, salary cap, you know, chunk that I pick up. Casey Buffalo. I mean, imagine those. Oh, two- Buffalo. <laughs> oh man. If Buffalo could fit that in because right. they're just so pedestrian on the ground, but I don't know if they even need. I don't know if either of them need it. Okay. I think, you know, cold weather, January, you're playing a playoff game. I think it would really help. Not that, not that Chris McCaffrey is that grounded pound type of sure. player, but just, you know, help on third downs when you need to dump it off to a running back. Um, it would be a huge upgrade, and they've really never found anything more than sort of a, a number two, you know, a, basically a number two running back playing number one running back in Buffalo, even with all the draft picks they've made. Uh, we did see Cook make a nice play in garbage time this week for the for the Bills, and that was really the first appearance he's made this season after looking pretty good in the offseason. But again, he's like sort of a, a scat back, third down, mm-hmm. around type of player. I think KC's actually the better fit. I mean, one more playmaker there you could trust. Like, if I were the Bills and he landed in KC, I'd be like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would take some maneuvering, restructuring, and the Panthers willing to eat a lot and, and mm-hmm. put all that on their salary cap for uh, because I think it's 25 million hit and then 17 in current. I don't know. I can't remember what it, it's a, it's, it's a, a lot. Huge, I know it seems like, it seems like something that would not allow that to happen, but mm-hmm. uh, DJ Moore would absolutely help some teams. And uh, that's what I was about to say. There's probably 10 teams that could use DJ Moore. green Bay at the top of the list. Oh, yeah. If I'm and, the doctors, it's like, okay, don't wait for Odell. Go get DJ Moore right now. Yeah, or even Jacksonville, or you know, someone with a young upstart quarterback. Oh yeah, more. You know, that's not bad either. That. Yeah, that actually. I think we'd all love to see DJ Moore get out of Carolina. Yeah, it's, it's just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's unfortunate. Poor guy. But and then if you're if you're Carolina, then what do you, you start dangling? Brian Burns, like what? Do you that's just, what I was just say I wouldn't touch the defense team? though. You know, like my, my off limit guys would be like Ekwanu, all my young defenders but pretty much anyone else could probably be had. So here's the other thing. Uh, There's been some whispers out there that maybe the early firing of Matt rule means that they're trying to put their ducks in a row. And maybe Sean Payton is the the whale that David Tepper is going to try to hire as the next head coach for the Carolina Panthers. And if that's the case, we saw what Alvin Kamara did, uh, what multiple running backs have done for the new Orleans saints win. Sean Payton was there. Maybe Christian McCaffrey is that perfect player there to yeah. jumpstart the beginnings of a new offense under Sean Payton. Could that be a fit for the Carolina Panthers? I mean, I certainly, if I was breaking in a young quarterback, Corral or a first round pick or whomever, having a back like McCaffrey Kamara, I think is quite useful, you know, just to make that transition a little bit easier, uh, especially if you can't get much in return for him at this point. But yeah, I think that would make some sense. It seems like a very Tepper thing to do, though, is go get the biggest name out there. And if you're the Saints, you know, you and I have talked about this a little bit, that, you know, they've maxed out their credit cards to no end, much like the Rams. Someday that's going to come due at some point. If you could get a couple picks for Peyton or have a couple teams competing for him, 
that might be exactly what you need to get a, a infusion of young, you know, draft pick guys. Right. Actually, that's a great segue into our next conversation about coaches that might be on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Is Mike McCarthy no longer that hot seat coach? Where How can he be? Yeah, because the Cowboys were always sort of like, well, that's where Sean Payton's going to end up. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you could fire a coach who's gone four and one with the backup quarterback now in Cooper Rush. So let's talk about those hot seat coaches coming up next. But if you want to get involved in any football betting this season and those week six lines are up. And in fact, if you want to get a jump start all the way through the season with those weekly lines, they are up at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting information this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. We're not just talking about NFL football, college football, NBA, Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, even Vegas casino games you can play at Bet Online. So get to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about all of the trends and all of the action. And you can even bet on those which coach will be fired next in the NFL and where coaches will land and where Matt Rule will land. He's only 30 something to one odds that'll even be back in the NFL. I think the college ranks is back to where he is going to be going. Bet online where the game starts. You know, the other angle to potentially someone like Sean Payton to the Carolina Panthers, Matt, is that you just went the college route. You got to, you know, mm-hmm. hot name college coach. You want to go, okay, that didn't work. What's the opposite of that? How about a guy that's won a Super Bowl in the NFL, well-respected, one of the best NFL coaches of this generation of coaches? That's probably got to be the number one guy on your list. And any team that's going to look for a coach this year is going to be talking to Sean Payton, right? So does that mean sure. the, the New Orleans Saints? By the way, you know who could use the, Sean Payton? Probably the New Orleans Saints. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Is this going to be like a, a bidding war type of thing where the Saints end up getting a lot more in return since they still maybe own the rights to Sean Payton, basically? It's been forever, but John Gruden was traded for quite a bit, you know, to go to Tampa and put them over the top and over Dungy to win the Super Bowl way back when. Um, Some owners don't want to pay the coach what Peyton's going to get. He probably will be the highest paid coach in the league, being the free agent. So there are some teams out there that won't pull the trigger financially on that, which brings me to one thing I wanted to mention last segment. I don't know if you guys, if you saw this, but Matt Rule, Talking about his contract, he now gets well over eight hundred grand a month for the next four years <laughs> to do nothing. And and there's no even if there's offsets in his contract, it's not an NFL contract that he's going to get. So he's going to get some mega deal right. from some college somewhere. He's going to get a better college job than he already had at Baylor too. Probably right. It's gonna be Auburn or some, you know, <laughs> something big, right? Yeah, and so he's gonna double dip. Like he's gonna do not feel bad for Matt Rule at all. <laughs> Eight hundred grand a month for four years, and it's more than that. I don't know the exact number. Crazy, unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. good for him. There. Yeah. Um, and so here's what I, I wanted to do. Hold on, hold on, real Go quick. Ahead, yeah, yeah. I just my mind started wandering while you were talking about this because okay, so if you're the Carolina Panthers and you do end up going all in for Sean Payton. And now you don't have a first round pick, but you need to go figure out your quarterback, right? That's what I was going to say. Is it the fifth pick in the draft? The first pick in the draft? How about uh, Eastern Illinois, former Eastern Illinois quarterback, Sean Payton, brings in another former Eastern Illinois 
free agent quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo to get that thing going. Moving and have Corral sitting Mo- there too. Yeah, Corral to develop behind him, moving around Christian McCaffrey, catch and run stuff to DJ Moore, uh, keep building the defensive side of the ball. You might have something pretty quick there. Maybe, especially if Corral has promise and you know, and you don't have to go get somebody else. I'm not sure that's the the Tepper whale that we were talking about. I mean, he talked about flirting with Watson and Peyton. Yeah. I mean. You won't have the picks to do anything, though. That's the that's problem if he gets Peyton. The, I don't know if we have time for this, but and maybe I need to think about it more. But there is a fundamental issue here. Would you rather have Sean Peyton or the third pick in the draft? You know what I mean? Because yeah, because if you're the higher you're picking, the tougher that gets. But maybe that means you don't have to give up two firsts. You only have to give up the one. I mean, or would an early second get it done, or next year's first? I mean, like I'd yeah. have a real hard time trading Stroud or Young right. for any coach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's not like you can't get another coach, but you can't get another top five quarterback type guy. You know what I mean? So there's a fundamental question there of what's worth more, and they both are of great value. So to start the season at Bet Online, Matt Rule was the leading candidate of NFL head coaches to get fired. He was overtaken mm-hmm. after the back injury in week one by Mike McCarthy. And that is no longer oh, yeah. the case. Uh, Matt Rule has now been fired, and Mike McCarthy is looking golden right now. Uh, could they could could the Cowboys still fire Mike McCarthy after a season where they roll into the playoffs and, and maybe win some playoff games? Cause they were in the playoffs last year too. And he already entered the season on, on the projected hot seat and talking about uh, talking about, you know, fishing for whales. That's what Jerry Jones likes to do too. Right. Right. I mean, that seemed like such a good marriage. Um, we have a dozen games left, so we know McCarthy's going to get through the rest of the year. These dozen games could really affect the fate of some of these guys without question, you know, but right now he's closer to coach of the year than he is, you know, a right. flaming <laughs> hot seat, <laughs> you know, uh, what Schottenheimer got fired after a 14 win season or something like that. I mean, it's happened. If you think the other guy's better, I understand it, but boy, it's a, a rough look. Um, I'm looking at this list. Uh, I think there are some guys that are whose seat are hot already. I'm going to nominate Cliff Kingsbury. I'm going to go Frank Reich. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about that right now? Oh, yeah, that could be a one-and-done situation. That has been Mm -hmm. completely underwhelming. Nothing has looked good. There's been questions about just the straight-up coaching and management of the team and, you know, the offense not getting better after adding someone like Russell Wilson at quarterback. So uh, Nathaniel Hackett, I think it definitely has to make at least top five of that list. And, you know, he wouldn't, the the NFL is a crazy business. Uh, One and done's Mm -hmm. definitely happen, especially, you know, maybe the Broncos think that there's somebody who's a, who's a real major player, you know, they could be in the, the, the Sean Payton you got to remember, that's new ownership. We have no track record. They might be the most impatient people in the league. We have no idea. You know, I mean. <laughs> and they that, that already happened before they got the team, too. Right. They, and I was going to be on the spot to say it. And they didn't right. hire this guy. And it's not going right. well. Like, they can't be sitting there watching games going, oh, this is great. I'm glad I spent $40 billion or whatever, $400 billion or whatever the heck it is. Or, you know, some huge number for this. This is tremendous. And everyone's laughing. Yeah, they thought they were going to be, uh, you know, in January in prime time. And like, hey, look, who here's the uh, here's the owners of uh, the 
the Denver Broncos in their playoff. Yeah, awesome right. Team. Yeah, that's not Super that's Bowl not trophy. Woo, this is easy. Yeah. Um, Houston. How about Houston? Because I always thought Lovey was a placeholder, maybe from a count anyway. Yeah, but that was such a weird. Like, why, why so did we move last year just to have another one and done? That that doesn't make any sense. That just makes that makes management look really bad. Yeah. Washington. Maybe you replace or- management. Maybe you replace management if you're ownership. You're like, what are you guys doing? That's not a terrible and then call you Yeah. I think Washington is hot. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it because everyone watch Hard Knocks loves a guy, but Detroit? Gosh, yeah, it's tough. I, I think he probably gets another year, but you got to start winning more games. And they've been in some games here, but one right. and four is is not really good. Um, you got to start seeing the the results. Yeah, uh, I think Washington is near the top of the list, though. Too. I mean, I know this is not going to happen, but Matt, one and four Steelers, Mike Tomlin. Like, I was going to bring him up because when he stepped down on his own, maybe even like you know, is it is it as it run its course there. Like Bill Walsh used to say, yeah, once you're in a place for 10 years, maybe it's time to move on. And there's so many instances that 10 years is kind of the breaking point. He's already surpassed that. I guess it's possible. I mean, you can't underscore the thought that there is, you know, Kevin Colbert's not there. Ben's not there. There's been huge changes that were decade long fixtures to the Steeler organization with Tomlin being really the only, you know, overlap from that era. Maybe, but I was going to throw this one out there, and there's probably a lot more instances around the league. I could see Matt Canada not finishing the season as a Steelers offense coordinator. Mm, yeah. That's the way to save your job. Just get rid of one of the coordinators. and be like, oh, well, that was the problem. Let's just move on with something else here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and certainly if they were to move on from Tomlin, it would be a I'm stepping down thing. You know, like yeah. it wouldn't be we've just fired Mike Tomlin or, you know, a couple like, other, I, I like, bet Carol could do that. Right. I was going to say Bill Belichick, Carol, those seasons Belichick. aren't going great. Those could be some step down situations, but surely coaches that are, that it won't be in the, the fired category ever just because mm-hmm. of their tenure. Yeah, I'm sure Mike Tomlin's yeah. one of those as well. All right. I good stuff. So. Thanks. Thanks everybody for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen back tomorrow. Mailbag time right here. Peacock and Williamson.